0: The autumn wind is a pirate.
1: Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to the show. And the Raiders go down to the Cowboys at home. Last game, by the way, 20 to 17. All I got to say is at least there was effort in this game. We'll hit on that and more here on show 502. Well, before I get into this show, Raider Nation, let me just say this from Randy and I, and the Raider Nation podcast crew, which is Randy and I, <laughs> ah, the big studio here with the two, two of us. Yes, we want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and whatever else you're into at this lovely holiday season. We wish you our very best. All that are, you know, sick and ill. We send our prayers and and there is hope. You know what I got to say. And there is hope in Christ. You know that. I don't have to say it any more than that. Uh, We are very grateful that you're listening to our show. We love it. We love the Raider nation. So, happy, happy, merry, merry. All right. Before we get into the show, there's a few noted uh, stories I got to hit on real quick here. Sean Smith will <laughs> face charges. I think it's assault or battery or salt and pepper. I don't know what it is, but this is kind of a you know a reflection of our entire season, kind of summed up in Sean Smith <laughs> going to the courts. <laughs> and Marshawn Lynch got hit for 24 grand. Yeah, 24 G's, what you could do with that much money, eh? Need I say more? For popping off to the ref, getting in his face, I'm glad. Anytime anybody gets in the ref's face, you can count a big smile on my face. And Donald Penn has broken, jacked up, he needs surgery on his ankle, and he will be out for the remainder of the season. You know, as uh, he's been playing pretty well lately, But I think this might be it for old Penn. We'll see. He's been in the league for a long time, and this one might be the end for him. So, on today's show, we will have the post game for the Cowgirls. Yep, the Cowgirls, America's team. Yeah. Oh, crap, I say. Uh, Came into Oakland, and luckily, and I mean luckily, I've talked to many Cowboy fans, luckily. Got out with a W. We'll hit on the eagles. If it flies, it dies. I love, I love that. Every hunter I know. Every foul shooter. And don't give me any of this, you know, I don't want to hear anything from any of the animal rights people in Raider Nation. Because if you eat meat, then you now you got nothing to say. Period. Alright? So, on that note, I just have to say the Eagles are a formidable 12-2 juggernaut this year. Kind of like we were last year, except a little more intense, a little more uh, effective, by the way. Lost their first-game quarterback. We'll hit on that, too. Phone line's huge. Thanks, guys, for calling in. It's always my best and favorite part of the show. So let's roll into this post-game four. How about them, Cowboys. Uh, they need a little bit of glory hole.
0: I want me some glory hole. <laughs> the Cowboys are going for it. At least they're going to huddle up. And they're going to break the huddle and get on the line. Will they snap the ball on their own 39-yard line in the tie game with 5.09 to play? Quarterback draw, and he pushes forward first on Dallas. He got it, right? Sorry, It's, it's a big pileup. I can't see him. Nope. Nope. Raiders are right pointing on. that way. Cowboys saying they got it. It's up to Gene Starr, the white hat, and the chain. They stretch the chain out. Short. Is he short? Does he have it? What is the
1: call? (laughs) It's so close, I can't call it. What is
0: it? What is it?
1: Well, it was a beautiful day at the Coliseum, my wife said, because she went to this game. I stayed home. She took her best friend. Long story short, um, not like I wasn't paying any attention, Uh, the Cowboys didn't do very much. They shouldn't have won this game. I mean, look at the the passing yards are very close. Cowboys are two hundred four. We were one seventy one. The completion attempts were eighteen of twenty seven, and Eric uh, Derek Carr was twenty one of thirty eight. Um, they threw two interceptions. They turned the ball over twice to Sean Smith of all people, who hasn't caught two interceptions since two thousand and twelve. Thank you very much. We rushed for almost the same yardage: one hundred twenty six, one hundred twenty two. With time of possession, I gotta say, uh, time of possession was a little bit uh, where I think we lost it. Tell you the truth, uh, it was only like five minutes difference, but this is what happens when your offense struggles so much in the first half of the of the, of the game. We made up for it in the second half, but we looked pathetic, lethargic, uh, not very motivated at all. And somebody must have lit a fire. Maybe they, you know, I don't know. Maybe they all did something, some kind of kumbaya speech uh, that got them all together. But in the third quarter, the Raiders come out with 10 points, which was like all of a sudden you're watching TV. After the half, you're thinking, wow, well, I don't know if I should do the laundry. I don't know if I should paint the living room. But boom, all of a sudden we have a game. And in the fourth quarter, the Raiders score seven points. Uh, The third quarter, the Cowboys scored seven, and then three to make it 20. But with 30 seconds left in the game, uh, Derek Carr, I got to say, man, in the second half, this looked like our Raiders team. Special teams, everybody was clicking. There was a lot of positive energy. It was a home game. I mean, I thought we were going to win. We had an opportunity. And Derek Carr, of all people, he tried to make a play, the last play of the game, and, you know, to his, you know, the ball came out of the end zone, touchback, and in the game. And we really had some more time. He should have run out of bounds. We could have made a touchdown, at least tied the game to go into overtime.
0: Can we talk about Derek Carr a little bit? Because we've been on Derek Carr for so long here, yeah. all year really. I, I thought he played, he missed some throws. Romo, but I I thought he he used his legs a lot better in this game, and I didn't have an issue with the last play. He tried to make a play. The ball just slipped out of his hands. I don't agree with the head coach saying he needs to have two hands on the ball. He cannot extend to that pylon if the right hand is on the ball. He's not going to get there. Maybe by having the second hand on the ball, he secures it, obviously, and he goes out of bounds. But if he wants the touchdown, he's got to extend with his left hand. But, uh, Romo, what did you think of Derek's game on Sunday night?
2: You know what? He he played better. I didn't like... His first ha- I, he didn't play a very good first half, came out, played a better second half, didn't turn the ball over as far as, you know, no interceptions. Just the last play, you're right. It was a hustle play. He's trying to make it and reach the pylon. To me, it's hard to fault him for that last play, but it's kind of how his season has gone. It's like the ball is just bouncing the wrong way for Derek Carr this year. And it didn't go well for him. Energetically, you know, it's just off. His game is off. His throwing motion is off. I think he needs to get back to good mechanics. He He needs a new offensive coordinator. (laughs) And he needs to start fresh. He's not playing the same game. And can we blame it all on the offensive coordinator? You no, know these bad no. throws. I can't put that on the offensive no. coordinator. Todd Downing does not tell him to throw off his
3: back foot and to be inaccurate it's, during the game. You're right, and I, I think that the game is it's gotten it's not gotten too big for him, but he's letting the stress get to him. I think yeah. that you saw a guy here. He yeah, said last yeah. year he would throw up the 50-50 balls, and his receiver was going. They'll belly mount, and he knew to throw to the back shoulders. And guys, they were just they were just playing with magic. Yeah, we yeah, just like, wow, here they go. Fourth quarter comeback. They were the fourth quarter kids. They just did everything and everything. The table was set. And I watched him pop the other day and he ran. I, I saw him for the first time. And this, this is what I saw at Fresno State. His ability to, you see him leaving the linebackers. The guy can run. He needs oh. to use his athletic ability more and get out there and scramble. But there was a play. I think it was a third quarter where he steps up in the pocket instead of just taking Three inch a slide over just like two inches or three a foot maybe. He goes three or four feet and he runs back into horn's way. You look at Brady in that pocket. He shrugs his shoulder, steps up just one step. Look at Jimmy G. Watch Carr. Sometimes he'll take too big. He'll take too big of a step instead of just hitch and yeah. just step up really small and tight and compact. He moves into danger. I don't know if you've seen that. A couple yeah, times. and what he what he also does
2: is he throws the ball too quick. You know, he gets rid of the ball faster than he needs to. And you're like, when he feels trouble... All of a sudden, he get steps him. in, and he gets get antsy know. and gets rid of the ball too soon he, when he times. can hold it for another yeah. split second and then deliver the pass. And he's
3: going to have to work on that, and that's why, that's why I'm with Bill. They need to get another quarterback coach in here, and he needs to, he needs to tear it all down and go back to the basic because the guy can play. This will be, in my opinion, this will be a Pro Bowl quarterback again. This guy will be talking about him. This guy will be arguably a Hall of Famer. He has those type of skills. He can do all those things. He just fell off. Sometimes guys, when you go through a bunch of changes at times, look at Alex Smith. You go to a bunch of these different offensive coordinators. Think about how many OCs this guy's yeah. going through. Yep. And you can get so far, athletic ability to take you so far, then you got to make sure that you have the right coaches, the right people to make sure that they're pushing you and helping you continue to grow. And right now it's kind of on him to take the bull by the hand. It's kind of on him to step up and say, Oh, I got it. I don't need the coaches around. And it's tough for a young guy to just step up and do those things. you got to stay with the basic fundamentals and understand that. And right now, I just don't think that he has a great teacher. And I think once they clean house and do some things, I really believe this At, guy is going to be a I great quarterback. I think what you're saying,
2: Lo, is he doesn't need a friend. He needs a coach. He needs a coach. He needs a coach. He needs someone I agree. that can really push him. And, you know, those buttons is, you know, some of the best coaches I had, they yeah. knew what buttons to push on me. And it pissed me off, but at the end of the w- day, it drove me to get better. And that's what good coaches do. It, it, but- it's very intriguing to see what, how Derek Carr finishes the last two games of the season.
1: We can all talk about this till the freaking cows come home or until the sheeps are sheared or until the cow jumps over the moon. But the Raiders tried to win. I'll give it to them that way. I'm not going to dog Derek Carr for doing that play. He tried to make a play. Um because he's been in the dumps as we all know and you know this is just another another sign of this team um not performing and the offense in a special way not performing defense was all over it you know mac everybody was doing their job uh it was a good game by the defensive standard standard really i mean the cowboys aren't that good of a team but they can score and so could we. It's just like the rest of the season we've had all year. Little too little, a little too late. And that's been the story of the 2017 Raiders season. Now, I gotta say that the postcard on the freaking first down, the fourth down, where you sure have got the ball, was absolute bullshit, as you know I would say. That Raiders right are pointing point.
0: that way. Cowboys saying they got it. It's up to Gene Stairtor, the White Hat, and the chain. They stretch the chain out. Short. Oh. Is he short? Does he have oh. it? What is the call? <laughs> it's so close, I can't call it. What the is suspense. it? What is it? What is it, Stairtor? He can't. Wait. He, he can't tell. Have you ever seen a closer ruling here on a chain gang? What's the call? He's right there. What is the delay for? He's standing right there. He's taking a card out. He's a piece of paper. It's that close? (laughs) Dear Lord. What'd they say? First down? He's No! First down, Dallas. He took a piece of paper. He took a piece of paper out. How do you... (laughs) This is a billion-dollar industry, and you're coming down to that. I don't want to get
2: fined, okay? I'm not happy with the way things were done. On a lot of different situations throughout the night, they did the best they could. I had a different viewpoint. I saw air.
4: It was pretty obvious. But um, again, they they do the best they can with a tough job. Never seen air like that, and it somehow turn into a first down. The air
5: between the ball and the and the stick, that's your short. Okay goes the other way
1: period now let me just not mistake this at all because it was crap and a f- matter of fact the very few days later the head referee the grand poopa of zebras throws out the we're never going to do that again but it was okay to do against the raiders and the smirk let me try to get this asshole's name right pardon my French, in this this season of giving, I'm going to give this guy all I can. Mean Gene Satatori, I think is his name. Stare And pardon me for this, but he's an asshole. He's always been an asshole to the Raiders. I'm sure I'm not the only fan that knows that he does not like us, and I guarantee it, I'd put both of my beans on the fact that he would never pull that crap off in Patriot country, right? That wouldn't go down there. But because it was Oakland, and I guarantee you this to be true, all this garbage about people saying we cry about the refs is absolutely factual in every dimension. And there's no way, if you look at statistics once again, in the universe, of mathematics, which is finite and freaking absolute. It is im-fucking-possible, pardon my language, but I get very emotional, for the Raiders to have so many penalties versus all the other teams in the league. It is impossible. Let me say that again. im for one team to be singled out, literally, and have so many penalty yards. It is just mathematically impossible. Possible now that I made that case, let me make this case. Patterson should have got a touchdown, but one of our guys were holding, and it was a blatant hold. He tackled a guy, okay? Listen, and it was the guy they let go that three lane named guy. I forget his name, he hasn't been on a team that long, and he's not on the team right now. But he blew it for a touchdown for no reason. There was absolutely no reason. For him to do it, the runner had passed him. He deserved to be cut. I'm glad his goat smelling ass is out of here because he cost us this game. There were a few more bungles that happened in this game, but I don't need to go through them. You know, you saw them as did I. Raiders should have won this game easily. And I will say easily. We should have beat the living daylights out of the Cowboys. And now We have to deal with this (laughs) unbelievable
5: ending. Gene Steratore with the uh, index card measuring for the first down. Do other like does everybody
1: have an index card to slide it down to see if the football uh, is going to touch the the, uh, first down marker?
5: Well, you don't you, you. have a card, but not for that reason. Every official has a card that they record the penalties that they call on the field. You know, they write down OH-76 if they call holding. They, they have to record the timeouts on a card. So you all have a card. And that's an old trick. is an old dog. And but he a little folded bit a, it,
1: Mike. He, why, why fold it? Why not just slide the index card down, you know, without folding it over?
5: Well, you know, it's interesting because in his pool report after the game, you know, he actually said that he had already decided that it was a first down and he was just using the card, you know, to validate the decision that he already made, which to me is a little bit nonsensical. I've done it when I was a referee. I did it, but it was only when I couldn't tell. I actually didn't see him fold it, to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, I think he did.
5: I I I didn't see it, but nothing Gene Sterotor does surprise me. He's the ultimate he's the ultimate showman. He looks good, he looks confident and you know when he gets that television time, whether it's uh, at a college basketball game or an NFL football game, he is going to get the most out of the camera. Ed Hockley gets the most out of the camera when he talks. Gene gets the most out of the camera when he just poses and looks and and makes his a signal
3: for more Dan Patrick show download the Dan Patrick show app
5: so
1: without any further ado let me just say this it was nice to see the Raiders play for a half of a game like I've seen them play last year it's nice to see the effort the extra push the guys really laying it out there totally Uh, Once again, the defense stood up and the offense faded like a a weeping flower in the hot sun. We're not ready for prime time. We don't deserve playoff berth. But at least we could see the team play well in the last gasps of the 2017 season. We should have won this game. And I could say that about many games this season. But that (laughs) is all I have to say about that. All right, it's time for the pregame for ka <laughs> <laughs> The Philadelphia Eagles, the Raiders travel, they're brutal. They're 6 and 0 at home. Let's talk about it. Yes, Raider Nation. The Philadelphia Eagles at twelve and two are expecting the Raiders to fly in to their nest in Philadelphia to put a beat down on the Raiders. The the Philadelphia Eagles, best team in the NFC. I can tell you that's what I think anyway. They're going to pummel everybody else on the way, even though they lost their quarterback. Yep, they lost their number one Car- uh, Carson Wentz. That's his name. What a beast! Big, bold, great shooter, and boy, what a quarterback. And now they got Nick Foles. Well, Nick Foles is nothing to laugh at. He was probably one of the best quarterback signings, as far as a backup goes, in the league. And the Eagles did it right, man, because Nick Foles, the last time he played the Raiders, he slapped seven, and I mean seven, touchdowns through the air. Thank you very much. The fat lady sang. And the bird out, flow out into the sunset. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was ugly. Nick Foles is no joke. And he picked up right where he left off. Because last week when he played his first game since sitting on the bench for almost two years. Well, yeah, actually. He slapped four touchdowns on the Giants. The Raiders are going into a buzzsaw. It should be an interesting game. I hope they play worthy of the Raiders' emblem M- and the Raider Nation for crying out loud. But let me tell you, man, Big Fools is no joke. Now, I just don't know what to say. The, the The Eagle fans are very much like the Raider fans. I don't know if you know this or not, but of course I've said it before. It was the only stadium in the NFL that had a jail and a judge uh, in court, right there at the stadium during football games. They would jail... Multiple people for violence in every stretch of the imagination. Eagle fans, I love them because they're gutsy and they're tough and nobody wants to go to their stadium. I love that. I think that's awesome. Uh, keep going, Eagle fans, because I have a lot of respect for that, like the Raider Nation is here in Oaktown. I don't know if there'll be so much in Vegas. Who knows? And actually, I really don't care. So... The only thing that I know in this game that could help us, and Nick Foles' only thing that I've researched I could find, is stunt plays with the defensive line. If we stunt a lot, he does not like pressure from multiple directions and different times. If we move Khalil around, we move Irvin around, I believe we can put the right kind of pressure on him to keep him from being too productive. And here is the who-knows-what of this game. If the offense of the Oakland Raiders can show up and play decent and not start at the second half, we could beat them too. Yes, I know, it's a long, 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 long shot. We are favored by a million. I know they are. Because the lowly Raiders are beaten, battered, and bruised, and they have to travel. They haven't got much to play for, do we? Nope. Been in this boat so many freaking times in the last decade Then I can't even tell you, no, I don't have to because you've been there right with me. So, Raiders going to Eagles territory. Um, I could talk about player matchups, but we are outmatched in many positions. They got six pro bowlers on the way. They got great defensive backs. They have a beast of a line. They got great rushers. And, uh, well, with the loss of Penn and... I don't even know if our center is going to be back either. uh, It's a cavalcade of injuries that happen to teams that don't quite make it at the end of seasons most of the time. Um, And I expected this at the end of this season. It's not the first time we've seen this rodeo. Uh, We've been down this before. I do not expect Cooper to play either, so don't expect that to happen.
6: It kind of sums up the season, you know what I mean? when I look at the Raiders, it's just a good sequence, a good series, a bad series, a great series on defense, not so you know what I mean, and it's just really the way it's been. You know you look at their their season, um, they win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one. they win two, they lose two. I mean it's just it's kind of how they've been, and, and um, that bothers me a little bit. Um, you know, I look at even some individual performances. Crabtree at times looks really good. Crabtree at times seems like he's disinterested. You know, Crabtree at times seems like he's you know going 100 miles an hour. Crabtree at times seems like he's going to take himself out of the game and get on the sidelines and catch a blow. I mean, I just you know even with the running back, sometimes I got I say to myself, where is the conditioning at with certain players? Some teams don't condition in November and December. You know, you go watch with the, look at the Patriots, go out and watch one of their practices on Thursday and watch them run the hill and in, in, in November and December. You know, they played a game down in Miami a couple or two weeks ago, and, and on Friday they were out in the in the, in the the cold and the snow and, and, and you know, wind practice and even though they're playing down in Miami. So, I mean, it's a grand scheme and, to, and, and to, you know, a method to his madness. But I look at, you know, I look at Marshawn Lynch at times, and he does some amazing things. And you look at some of those explosive runs, and all of a sudden he's on the sidelines. And then you say, well, why is he not, you know, so they've got to figure that out. Some of the key players are missing, I think, too many snaps in critical situations.
1: So, you know what? we got to go out and play a football game and go out and try to have some fun and sling the ball around. I don't think they should get too much. I think they should go have a good time. we got nothing to lose. We should throw some rookies in there and see what they do. Oh, I'm sorry. Our first-string rookies aren't worth a crap because they were picked by Reggie McKenzie. Once again, I'm going to go on a small rant. This organization is in turmoil, and in turmoil I mean we have talent with no brain. We've got a body with nothing to move it. There's no there's no signals coming from the cerebral cortex that makes anyone here believe in the Raider Nation that this organization has anywhere to go. Now there are some still, there's a lot of Del Rio lovers. There's a lot of guys that don't let him go. But I think as time passes and we continue to see the buffoonery and coming from this coaching staff, this was brought in by the general manager, Reggie McKenzie. He owns this egg and he needs to have it, needs to sit on it, really, honestly, uh, because this is his baby. Um, and I could go through a myriad of reasons why he should be gone. I know there's a lot of people that don't agree with me, but Reggie McKenzie needs to go or they need to make demote him. And put someone in football operations that actually knows how to pick a player. And, um, well, we need an entirely new coaching staff for next
3: year.
2: So how would you fix this, Rich, going into 2018 here? The last two years of the Raiders would be in Oakland. Uh, it's kind of like a farewell tour. And as you mentioned, Derek Carr, I thought he played better as well, and I thought he pressed at times because he's just trying to win. He's trying to win, but there are some throws he didn't make. But you just talked about some of the conditioning and players now playing on the snaps. What, what's the biggest change you would make going into 2018 for this Raiders team, Rich?
6: Well, it- you know, I think you got to go back like you always do. I think your first thing you look at is player evaluation. Oh, well, I think your first thing you look at is coach evaluation. I think that's what Jack will do and should do. You know, he fired a defensive coordinator. So I think you look at uh, the coaching staff, you know, make an evaluation to the coaching staff and see where you're at with the position coaches, the coordinators. You're happy with that group and, 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 and are you going to continue down that path? And then you start looking at personnel evaluation. You look at the players. You know, where, where are we good? Where aren't we good? Um, You know, where do we have to improve? I think when you look at uh, the secondary, the cornerback position continues to be an issue. Uh, I look at Navarro Bowman and how the impact that he has had in that defense, I think he's been a great addition. Um, you know, Mac and Irvin have really, especially Irvin the last couple of weeks, have, have you know, have played well. And so I think you continue to look at those areas. Where can we get, you know, another pass rusher defensively? Where can we get another young linebacker? Uh, where can we get better at the cornerback position? I could see adding two or three corners easily. Then you look at the the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the offensive lines are pretty good. If there's a weakness, I think it's the right tackle, Marshall Newhouse. Um, you know, look at the tight end position. I continue to... Try and add depth and talent behind Jared Cook. You got to decide what you're going to do with Marsh Mintz. Is he going to come back for another season? And if he is, then you get to sit down and have a conversation with him about the conditioning and find out, you know, can he play 35, 40 snaps in a game? Is that possible at this point in his career? And look at the receiver position, you know, getting a healthy Amari Cooper back and, and, um, uh, Continuing to work at him and detailing his work and and his route running, I think is important. Crabtree, again, the conditioning thing would would be something that I would work on, but I don't think, like, when you look at this, say, well, they were 12 and 4 last year, they're 6 and 8 this year. What's, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just goes to tell you, there's such a fine line between winning and losing in this game. And they, for whatever reason, and Derek said this, and I talked to him seven or eight weeks ago, We have not been consistent offensively. It's been too many up-and-down performances, and that's been a big problem really across the board. I think you look at coaching, you look at players, you look at scheme, and it's kind of been an up-and-down season for the Raiders, unfortunately.
0: One of the things that you were able to accomplish when you joined the Raiders was the change of the culture. And John Gruden and you, I think, were the guys that spearheaded it. During the broadcast on, on Sunday Night Football, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth Rich openly at one point of the broadcast talked about a conversation they had with Jack Del rio in their production meeting earlier that weekend. Uh, I, I heard Jack that was yeah. Jack was bemoaning was, a slide was, in the culture. That was so. My, my question to you: uh, In the last game you worked was at Arrowhead when they were six and six, and you know going into a huge game, maybe they weren't so uh, culture concerned at that point. But have you heard that from Raider coaches previously this year that there's been a, a slide back? In the Raider culture, this year from last year, Rich,
6: I I have not heard that come out of Derek's or um, from from Jack Del Rio's mouth, or you know, uh, any of the coordinators. And we've asked, we speak to the coordinators every time we do a game. I speak to Derek every time I do a game. So no, I have not heard that. Uh, But I would tell you that you know, you just can't, you can't like. We just did the the Saints this past weekend, and Drew Brees had something said something to me in a a Friday meeting. I thought was very interesting. He said, "You know, we had developed a culture." and and uh, a way of doing things here in New Orleans for years. And then over the last three years, we lost it. And I said, how do you lose it? He says, we brought a couple of players and a handful of players that just never got it. And quite frankly, did more harm than good. So we're not talking about 53 players. You know, we can go into the off season and we can lose a couple of players and we lose some players in free agency and our is not significantly different. Say we add a half dozen to 10 players. And now all of a sudden you come back and you go, well, this is a different team. It's not just different from the six to eight 10 players that you added, but it could be the character, the the, the makeup, the mentality, the level, the level or lack of, of professionalism from some of these players, and it can really change the dynamics and the culture of a locker room. Mm-hmm. And. Um, if you, And I say, if your best players aren't your hardest working players, your smartest players, your toughest players, then you got a problem. And my sense, and again, I'm not there every day, but my sense is I look at the team, I, I, I say, is there enough leadership? Are there enough powerful voices speaking out? At some point, the coaches, Jack Del Rio, has to hand the team back over to the players. And the players, like the great teams, like the Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and those teams, and look the Steelers and those, they've got dynamic personalities in that locker room and on the practice field that demand excellence and perfection. And that was a big challenge for me when I got to Oakland because it simply didn't exist. And it was not an easy thing to do to change that culture and the environment. It took years, and it still wasn't right when I left. But my point is it's it's a it's not an easy thing to do and one person can't do it. It takes a lot of players. And you have to ask yourself when you talk about how do you get it fixed, how do you change that culture in the environment, the first thing you have to look at is I think that is the, the makeup of your roster. My sense is it'll look very different next year. Yeah.
1: I don't think Mark Davis, as stupid as I think he is, will see the the genius and marketing a new coaching staff because actually this team in three more years could be in the Super Bowl if we have the right coaching, the right draft picks. I hope he's not short-sighted to see that, oh, when we go to Vegas, then we'll get a new coaching staff. Well, <laughs> then you're looking at another few years of losses, and I don't know. If you want your palace to succeed, Mark, then you're going to have to bring a winning team to Las Vegas, bro. That's how it works. If you don't, then you will suffer the indignation and humiliation uh, that you deserve. But it seems like you're pretty dumb and it's not hitting you yet. But maybe it will. Who knows? Maybe no one's telling you. I don't know. I wish you'd listen to my show and listen to my callers. Now, no one calls you out, really, because you're the owner and you're you're actually the ancestor of Al Davis, Um Maybe it's the next generation that's going to get a uh, an uplifting. I don't know. Maybe it skips one. But I hope you see, bro, that you need to have a huge change here. And it's going to cost you some dough, but it needs to happen. I expect the Raiders to fall to the Eagles as much as I'd like to see them win. I just expect the Raiders to play all out and give us some effort and play for the, 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 the fans for crying out loud. Because (laughs) for no other reason, please put out a game. We'd love to see it. I'm telling you right now. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's get to the Bone Line. 1 800 620 7181. 1 800 620 7181. I love the Bone Line. You are my peep. You are our peeps. So, uh, Let the peeps speak. <laughs> oh, brother. And our first caller is Raider Nate from deep up in the valley of Fresno, home of the Fresno State Bulldogs, where Derek Carr played like a champion. What's up, brother?
4: What's up, Raider Nation? What's up, Randy? What's up, Raider Greg? This is Nate, deep up in the valley, Fresno. Man, I wanted to wait until the end of the season, Uh, but I listened to the 500th show today and also the new podcast regarding the aftermath of that sorry-ass game um, against the Queefs. Uh, But, man... um, what a ride it's been since I've been on board. Um, I remember there was one Raider fan that called the phone line one time. I can't remember his name offhand, but uh, I had the same exact scenario. He said he was just uh, looking over some apps, trying to find some Raider music. I was doing the same thing, looking for some apps, and all of a sudden I see this Raider Nation podcast app, and I'm, sure enough click on it started listening to a few episodes and i'm like this is just awesome i mean this is the straight up non-bs straight from a raiders fan point of view because i was fed up i found it back in 2010 during our dark ages um and man that was some therapy right there finally a real fan being real about the team about the scenario your eyes were open. You told it like it is. That's why I've always liked uh, the podcast, the great Greg. You don't hold back. You tell it exactly how it is. Even now, the I mean, the way the team is now. Uh, we had our finally made our playoff run last year, and this year I don't know what's going on. Uh, like you were saying on the podcast, uh, Reggie's got to go. I mean, Reggie did his part. He got us out of the salary cap hell. Um, Hopefully, we got our franchise quarterback, which I still believe in him. I mean, watch, you know, I'm kind of a hometown homer. But uh, if we got Matt to solidify the D. Hopefully, they can uh, get him on the extension. But, yeah, we got Del Rio to, you know, change what needed to be changed, the atmosphere, but he served his purpose. So, now we need a real GM. We need a mastermind, get in. Um, I don't know, we need a, a a new flavor. I mean, Rich Gannon, somebody that could come in that has a mind and can do something with these players we have because uh, drowning, as you like to call them, is not the answer. But um, to get back to the podcast, man, I, this podcast has really helped me get through the dark ages of the Raiders football team. Yeah, that 500th episode was epic uh just hearing number two still haunts me hearing russell still haunts me oh man what a disaster that was you got us through that um i just can't thank you enough um man i just it's just going to be a a sad moment man when uh the podcast officially ends but like i said all good things come to an end um the bone line is freaking awesome just hearing some of The fans rants, feeling exactly how I'm feeling when we're losing, winning, the ups and downs. Man, it's been a great ride. I just can't thank you enough. And Raider Nation, man, I'm going to try to make it out to the Coliseum this Sunday, even though tickets are outrageous, even though I was buying them for like 50 bucks back in in the dark ages. But uh, I'll see what I can do. I hope to one day come across you guys. Uh, the Bad Boys of Barbecue. I've been out there every year. Haven't been able to make it out this year because it's just been a down year, man. But uh, rambling on. Thank you for all you do. Thank you to Bone Line. Uh, that would. This is the realest podcast ever. That's all I can say. Um, man, let's beat those Cowboys on Sunday, man. Fucking Americans team. Sorry for cussing. All right, man. I'm out. Raider Nation, go Raiders.
1: Wow, bro. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, Randy and I both have said some of these calls, man. I am not kidding. Bring a tear to my eye because, you know, (laughs) I never expected. I don't think Randy did either. The impact we would have on, well, you know, not not a lot of people, but enough people. And um, that we could bring what it is to us. I mean, it's therapy for me. I've told you before. I mean, the reason I started it, I was just so flipped out about Bay Area horse crap and them cowing down to the Raider organization and not saying anything real, I couldn't have it. I mean, I was seeing things that weren't being said and I had to say them and this is where it started. And yes, the uh, the Russell days and the Art Shell era, uh, flipping flapjacks out of his ass crack, uh, uh, what was his name? I don't know. He was the, the the offensive coordinator. Oh, my gosh. That was horrible. We've had some funny episodes, though, man. Because like I always say, man, it's better to laugh than to cry. And if we can find some laughter somewhere, we're going to find it. Because we've been crying for too long. Hey, bro, thank you for all the props. Um, Rainy and I truly, truly appreciate them. And uh, they're very heartwarming, bro. Honest. Thank you for the calls as well and contributing to our show. And our next caller calling from Windy Smoky, LA. It's Raider Bray. He's in the house. What's up, bro? Hey,
7: Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Bray calling from Windy Smoky, LA. And uh, I, I... Listen to your Nostalgia podcast, and that was really awesome. Uh, it just took me back over the years and realizing that we've been sucking for years and we finally got a decent team and wish they'd play decently. Um, let's see, we Chiefs are two games up on us now. Uh, we'll see how uh, what they are after the Cowboys game. If we can win, we'll be one behind. You know, I'm not holding my breath for any miracles, but uh, we're still mathematically in it, so I can still cheer, kind of. Um, you know, I just want to say that was an awesome step down memory lane, and so glad you've been doing this podcast, and whether you keep doing it or not, thank you so much for uh, all these years. Uh, there were several years when I was in Europe, and I had nothing, no so, I. Uh, Greater stuff that I could get other than your podcast that I'd listen to after the the games. Um, So uh, once again, thank you. And uh, keep it up as long as you can handle it, my brother. And uh, Ray from L.A. signing off. Ciao. Go Raiders.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you again. And, you know, that's funny you would say that because my first show, I think it was my first show. I did this funky. Randy loves it because I, <laughs> I love to hear it, too, because I was such a, you know, just starting. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I was out there saying, hello, Raider fans. You know, it was funny. Funny how. Good
8: evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Greg from Raider Nation Cot broadcast. Yes, this is our first show, the original, the only, iPod Raider Nation broadcast. Coming to you from the Bay Area, beautiful California, right up a little bit north of the Oakland Coliseum, the home of the Oakland Raiders. I'm really happy to be out here tonight. I'm really happy to talk to you all and really happy to share some news with you guys. This broadcast is meant to fill in the Raider Nation on details that may not want to have to dig through mounds and mounds of work and paper and reading to find about the Raiders. It's hard to get inside information even here in the Bay Area. We'll be going from program to program with different content, different looks at the Raiders, sometimes offensively, defensively, coaching, That's some uh, bullshit many, right many there. aspects. We'll be looking at uh, gossip around the NFL. This show will be very diverse. There will be a lot of information that you're not going to be able to pick up on your normal Channel 7, Channel 2 newscasts. <laughs> so I hope you tune in. You guys got to read this. And I hope you uh, enjoy the broadcast because uh, I enjoy talking about the Raiders I am a true Raider fan. I bleed silver and black and enjoy talking about my
1: team. Slap a pad, partner. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, it's come. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. I've come a long way. Randy's come a long way. And um, the show's changed so much. But I remember after a week, I... I didn't hear, I asked, encouraged people to email me, I guess, because I didn't have a bone line, had none of this, and uh, I thought, after the first week, "Ah, no one's listening to my stupid show, and then a guy in Costa Rica emails me, and was like, so excited, he's like, bro, I don't get any Raider stuff down here, you gotta keep doing this show, thanks for doing it, I appreciate it, and then it was on. And then the Tokai Raider from Japan. I've had Raiders from London and Raiders from Germany and Scotland. And I I mean, all over Australia, New Zealand. It's been crazy. I love the Raider Nation. Love you guys out there. Uh, That's why I do this show. Um, It's been as good for us as it's been for you guys. Trust me.
0: Whatever.
1: It is a great honor to represent so many fans, at least what they think anyway. Um, it's been fun. It's not over yet. I'm not dead. <laughs> but <laughs> I appreciate all the props too, bro. Thank you very much. And our next caller is Raider, Tony, a Northwest Raider. I'm sure he wants to talk about Dallas. What's happening, bro? Raider Greg,
4: Raider Nation. This is Raider Tony, Northwest Raider, and I'm sure that a lot of us are calling in right now after this Cowboys game. Um, oh, man, the officiating was really horrible in this game. I mean, it, it, it was a game that, you know, we should have won.
3: Came down to
4: that last play by car. Uh, you know... He was trying to score that touchdown, fumbled forward in the end zone. You know, the rule is what it is. I, you know, am happy, though, in a lot of ways with Carr, you know, just seeming to play with a little more passion today, a little more confidence. Uh, Beast Mode had a great game. And the defense, once again, had a really awesome game. Pagano's defense pretty much shut down the Cowboys. You know, we held them to 17 points or, yeah, 17, 20, or 17. Um, You know, (laughs) it's more than enough for us to win the game, you know. So the defense was, I would almost say, dominant, you know, against a really potent, high-powered Cowboys offense. Um, that said, you know it just this game is a microcosm of the season. You know it sucks. It was a sucky season. We really just underperformed and were outcoached and outplayed. You know pretty much the whole season, and and that's the story of the 2017 Raiders. You know, and and I think that. You know, unless Del Rio loses the team these last two games, um, you know, I just don't see Mark Davis eating that contract and firing him. I just, you know, as much as we all would like to see that, I just don't think it's going to happen. I do hope that he fires Downing and that we bring in a experienced offensive coordinator. I personally would like to see Pagano back, and you know. We'll see what happens next year. Uh, you know, I, they, <laughs> Raiders sucked me back into it. I, you know, this Cowboys game was a good game. Uh, Raiders at it, and you know, I just had to keep reminding myself while we were watching the game. Just I keep reminding myself, don't get too emotionally vested in it because even if we beat the Cowboys, you know, it's for what? You know, really do we really want to be in the playoffs? And even with that, it would be really hard to get in at this point after the debacle in Kansas city. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Just this game right here epitomized the season. And uh, I just can't express, you know, how disappointing of a season it's been. Um, But, you know, there's glimmers of hope for next year if we make the changes that we know need to be made firing downing and so forth. Um, so we'll see what happens, but, uh, anyway, I'm out.
1: Oh, I totally agree with the microcosm comment because absolutely. This is what our season was all year. Offense couldn't perform. Our defense played good and bad all year. They're playing better at the end of the season like they did last year. And, you know, we could not get it started. We're not going to get it started. And as far as replacing Downing and bringing back any of these guys, my Christmas wish is that Reggie McKenzie gets demoted to the front office just for financial transactions, contracts. We bring someone in here who really knows how to pick players, really knows how to run our an organization, and brings with him an entire coaching staff of professionals that have experience and could put together a good offense and a good defense and a good special teams. Now, whether we keep these coaches one or two or three is a lot of coaches on a staff, well, we could keep a few, but I want a cleansing. We need to cleanse and we need to start over with a reputable, solid group of coaches that know what they're doing. If we give Downing another year because he's just trying to get experience, (laughs) anybody going to the games just better go to the tailgates and enjoy them because the season will be garbage. He can't do the job, right? I mean, we all know it. We all see it. It's not something that is in our imagination. He's a horrible caller. You, me, or anyone else could play, call plays better. Uh, the defense has improved, yes. Uh, why he didn't make these changes earlier, because he's been on the staff all year, why he didn't suggest these things to begin with is puzzling. Do you think he did and then Del Rio overruled him and said No. Do you think that there was some kind of an issue? I don't know. Now, as far as the team goes, I think it's moving to Vegas. I'm going to blame it on the move. It's easy to see. Think about it, folks. Think about it. If you had to, in the next year, pull up your family, two years even, knowing that you have to pull up your family and move to Las Vegas, okay, not the prettiest place on the planet, but you had to move to Las Vegas with your family, find all new schools, a new neighborhood, and then get a company or get get, you know, move in, understand the the desert life and how that works. And uh, it has nothing to do with the gambling. I'm not afraid of the gambling in this team. I'm just saying just moving anywhere. But Las Vegas, you know, it'd be a, it's gonna be a shock. And when these guys are playing, they got their wives in the ear going, you know, I'm trying to find a house or God trying to find these pe this, that. You listen, man, the locker room's in disorder because the families are in disorder. And yeah, they don't have to move. They can stay here for a few years until they make the transition. But think about it, you have fifty what? How many players? Fifty-two? You got a front front office, you got all the staff, you got secretaries, you got workers. This is a big deal and to say it won't affect the team well you know what i think about that so yeah there's a problem there's changes need to be made but i don't expect them to happen until they make the move (laughs) appreciate your call and input bro and our next caller from the frigid east coast raider jim is in the house what's up brother
9: raider greg raider randy This is Raider Jim Collin from the East Coast. And, man, I have so much to say tonight. I'll try to keep it short, though. First of all, man, I just want to say congratulations on your 500th show. I got to hear the 500th show podcast. It was great. I listened to the 501st podcast, which was good as well. You know, I predicted that the Raiders were going to finish 6-10. and 10. Didn't think they had a prayer to beat the Cowboys tonight. But I got to say, they showed some heart. It was great to see the Raiders show some heart. It's too late for this season, but it still made the game at least not embarrassing. My daughter, who's a big Cowboys fan, surprised me by showing up a day early for for the Christmas holiday, so that she could watch the game with me. So we had a good time watching the game, and uh, you know it was a tough loss. I feel for Derek, I really do. Uh, he was trying to pull it out for the Raiders, and it was a it was a tough play at the end. Uh, but man, still um, not too not too upset about this loss. Uh, Because they finally showed some heart. Again, wish they would have started showing a little heart earlier in the year. But um, anyway, Raider Greg, still loving the Raiders. And, uh, man, I hope you keep doing the podcast. So um, y'all keep it up. Thank you, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. God bless y'all. Go Raiders.
1: Yeah, like I said. They played good at the second half. It was like some other team came out. The defense played good all game. I got to say, Derek tried to make a play. I like this loss of all the losses we've had. At least they played to the last snap of the ball in a loss and didn't roll over uh, in the first half. So I agree with you when it comes to that stuff, bro. But little too little, little too late. Yeah, well... There's been some, uh, there's a weasel in the hen house. There's a reason this is happening. Uh, I say coaching and the move. I'll blame both of them. Uh, They must change staff. They must change. And if they have to wait till they move, well, this is the kind of team we're going to have, I think, unless they flush out this entire coaching staff and start over. I don't know. We'll see. This is always next year, bro. Appreciate the props on the show, too. You know, we love doing it. Um, We know that elsewhere, there's not very many Raider stations or no Raider news, so we try to bring it to you as real as we can. And our next caller from North Carolina, Raider Ruben, is in the house. What's up, my brother? Good
4: morning, Raider Greg, Raider Andy, Raider Nation News. Ruben from North Carolina calling in. Um, It's Monday morning. Sucks to wake up knowing that uh, the Raiders lost again in a uh, horrible fashion. Um, I think that we should get special counsel Rob Mahler to uh, investigate this officiating crew from the game last night. Uh, Terminal's on bad calls, man. That holding call on Janico on near the goal line, that would have caused a safety. What they call defensive holding on D'Anico was just horrible. I mean, come on. It, it seemed like from the get go, uh, the, these refs didn't want any type of uh, momentum swung in the Raiders' direction. Not even a little bit. And not to put the whole blame on the refs, because there's a lot of places to blame. Because I do believe that the um, appreciating is just part of the game. It's just one of those things you got to get over. And um, you know, as a team, you know, they, you, just, you know, that's a part of the game. They're they're on the field. They're part of the field. They can get in the way of, of a receiver's uh, route, um, and not you know, not and cause a, a, a you know some bad time. You know, cause the receiver not to be in the right spot at the right time for a pass. So, you know. Pushing that to the side, special teams is horrible. Two holding calls, man, you know, we got this, this kick returning, in Cordero Patterson. And, damn, I don't know if it's because teams usually just take the ball out of the end zone on kickoffs or, you know, don't, they don't give Patterson a chance to run the ball back where the rest of the team, that you know, the guys that are blocking for them aren't used to um, having him run the ball out. But, man... Two holding calls, I think it was two or three holding calls on on the Raiders on the kickoffs, which is bad plays, especially the one where he ran the ball 100 yards back for a touchdown. Um, I just man, he sucked sucked. And coming down to the last drive, I don't know what's going on with, with Jack D'Amario. I don't know how much of the game plan he he's involved, or you know, does he talk, turn look over to Todd Downing and give him, you know, let him know what he wants. To Derek Carter doing offense, how many times are they going to run that fade route to Bradford and to the end zone? It's almost like the bubble screen. Everybody knows he's coming. Everybody knows that fade route is coming. There is no creativity in this offense, none whatsoever, and I think it's been pretty evident all season long. There's there's just no element of surprise when it comes to this offense, none, none whatsoever. And it seems like Whatever works in one game is not used in the next game. You know, Don Penn went out, and Fidel Alexander came in. Why? A few weeks back, John Feliciano came in for one alignment that got hurt. I can't remember who exactly who it was. And played well, and I believe the Raiders won that game. Why not put him in the game? Why not put players who are, you know, who are good in their position and can fill in? Why are they being put in the game? And I don't understand why, why don't Jack, they're real. You know, if, if the plays are being called in, for all-pass plays, why not go for the ones that are safe and for the overtime? Take your chance to over that. defense is playing well. They gave up a couple big plays, but overall they played pretty well. Two interceptions, three sacks. You can't, you can't ask more of a defense than that. I mean, if you come out of the game with three sacks and two interceptions, you should come out, with a, come out of the game with a W, not with an L. I, I just don't get it. I don't know what Jack Durrell is doing. I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe him and Mark Davis made a fact that, you know, just turn the season, take the season to the move to Vegas. Jack Durrell really ain't going nowhere. He's done that extension, extension. He's, you know, with the 80. We're stuck with him. So, I don't know what the heck, what, what the deal is. Um, I'm not looking forward to the last two games. Philadelphia was a tough game, and not saying either. But the Chargers that that last season was going to be a tough one, also. Man, sucks. Sucks to be season ticket holder, since to the, for the, the people who live out of TV market buy the fun and have to watch this bullshit every week. Oh uh, well. Ready, Gray. Ready, Nation. Ready, Randy. Hope everyone has a great holiday. Uh, stay safe. Don't drink and drive. And uh, I hope you guys later.
1: I love this call, bro. I love it. First of all, the penalties. <laughs> I told you, I hate this guy. You know, um, <laughs> I hate this referee. If you look back in history, you will see that he has always screwed the Raiders, and in this game, he did especially great job. The Cowboys had seven penalties, and the Raiders had fourteen. Now there was a good that was a that was a legitimate holding call on a Patterson run back. Uh, that was the idiot uh, that is no longer on the team. He's out. But um, the one in the end zone, I don't think so, Tim. Nobody agreed with that one, and that's him. That's the 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 ref, the zebra, uh, the geek. But as far as Del Rio goes in these play calls, brother, I may tell you right now do you see him with any kind of play card in front of him? Do you think he memorizes every situation? He's that smart that he can just talk on his little headset and say, oh, I want to go right double seven, um, you know, Kingberry three, uh, Oakland, Oakland six. You know, he's going to call that plan out right off the top of his butthole, excuse me. No, he doesn't know shit. He's there for to be the head coach to make things like timeouts. And before he get he makes those decisions and throws the red flag, four people talk to him and tell him what to do. No, Del Rio is no head coach. You see him, the difference between him and every other champion coach? Look at all the people, the coaches in the league with success successful programs, and then look at Jack Del Rio and I will just leave it there. Love, Jack? Not the guy. Thanks for the call, brother. I love it. And our next caller, my very good brother. It's Raider Dan from KC. I love this guy's takes. What you got for us today, bro? Raider
4: Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Man, did we look at the chuck rule, the fumble again, it felt like it, man. So a, so a ref pulls out an index card and falls it in half and puts it between the chain and the ball with a smirk on his face and says Cowboys first down. Really? You know, uh I sat there and just kept thinking, how did a ref think it was funny? We get hosed again, man. I mean, I mean, I, I you know, my Raiders played hard. I really just kind of like watched the game to be watching it. But then in the second half, the way they played, they haven't played like that all season. And, uh, I tip my hat out to the Raiders. They left it out on the field. I agree with Derrick on that. With them saying that about Derrick, um, he he did leave it out on the field. He tried to make a play. Uh, the Cowboys made another play, knocked the ball out. Uh, yeah, I can say he should have stepped out of bounds. They say a whole lot of things. But for me, offensively, I'm still going to come back down the same thing. It's hard to win despite the coaching, Um, but they did. They fought through questionable coaching. The defense plays, but uh, I don't know who number twenty-one was for one minute. I thought he was Deion Sanders, but it's Sean Smith. He still sucked, but he had two picks and he played hard. You know, uh, you know. The only way we can win anything is is to. We called a perfect game and played perfectly. Uh, But, in the end, I was proud of my Raiders, you know, um, they left it out on the field. And I think they're out of gas, and and I don't think they're going to, you know, if they they can fight like that, again, that's perfectly fine. You know, uh, I did on television. I know you probably was out there, Raider Greg. But on television, uh, I think the coordinator was on the money. I mean, from the rotation, he was on there. I mean, I don't know, maybe he's a little bit better, you know. He plays an aggressive style, so of course we racked up a whole lot of penalties, which once again with the Raiders, it really wasn't the penalties, they just said it was. But then saying that, I'm out, go
1: Raiders. Well, thanks for the call, brother, and again. Uh, looking at the officiating i don't need to say it we all been through it we're tired of it we're over it it's always upsetting and yeah we got to play through the penalties but um man we had a chance to win despite like you said uh despite the coaching the poor coaching on the raiders and you know really (laughs) i don't expect much out of the season here i'd I'd like the fight in this team In this game, uh, we almost won. It was uh, kind of a miracle, really. Um, But what are you going to do, bro? You got to replace some people in the staff, uh, these referees. I don't know. I truly think this is my solution to the zebra problem. I truly believe that if the referees had to sit in a press conference after the game, right After the coaches talked, not before, after the coach and the players talked, then the referees got questions. I think that would cure a lot of this buffoonery. Because then they would be put on the spot for their crappy calls. That would make them either get better or get out. Love the call, bro, as always. And our next caller is the Raider educator i love it he's out of central florida what's up my brother
4: hey what's up radio nation radio greg radio randy this is the radio educator out of central florida man you know we have that um east coast time zone difference so i was up late last night watching the game till about 12 and keep in mind 12 is late for me i had to wake up early but the thing is, there's nothing worse than I hate is staying up late to see my team lose, man. But um, last night I'll take it. That was a hell of a game, in my opinion. The defense played good. They looked really good. I love the new coordinator. Missed some things I missed, but um, and he gave me that feedback even know what I missed. But they looked really good on defense. Offense was good overall. Still doing that short a short pass I can't stand, man. I think everybody's tired of them. Saw a few deep plays, um, Crabtree. But I'm um, always pleased. I'm not too mad about staying late anyway man um red nation ready greg Randy, i'm out
1: well yes uh the defense did play way better i mean the defense played well enough for the offense to win this game they played great and they're playing better under this coach of course he's doing a lot more stunts he's moving players around he's changing what the look is i think it's probably pretty close to the same lingo but uh he is making some changes and they're playing better um which is no doubt but the offense is the same offense and they had just as soon as the half ended man when they came out it was like well they had some chances too in the first half to score some points they just got uh penalized <laughs> uh brother our team what are you gonna do appreciate the call brother and uh i don't know oh it'll get better that's all we can hope and next, out of Southern Illinois, Raider Red's in the house. What you got for us, my man?
4: Oh, Raider Nation. This is Raider Red here in Southern Illinois. Boy, that was rough. Um, didn't realize the Cowboys had a 12th man on the field wearing a black and white striped uniform. Yeah. So those tough calls they made were the right calls. But, uh, you know, two or three touchdowns called back. A lot of that stuff is on us. we got to get stuff cleared up. I understand Marshawn throwing a 50 in the, the game. That was enough. Uh, you, you know, you fold a piece of paper over and you fold it over again. And if it if it doesn't fit, then it's first down. Yeah, that was uh, that was a game changer. And that was completely BS. Um, What do you do, man? We just can't uh, can't win for losing, beating ourselves so many times. But, uh, you know, still getting those crappy calls against us. That's what – how long has that been going on? Needless to say, it's not impossible. Um, Still possible. Tough. Still possible to win a division. (laughs) Now the Chiefs seem like they're doing what they need to do. And we just can't seem to do what we need to do. Last night should have been an easy win. That's just the truth of it. But uh, can't get mad at Car for doing what he did. Yeah, I wish he would have tucked it, took that first down. You know, had a chance at a field goal, had a chance to hit Marshawn going up two or three yards. I don't know why they don't rely on him more often. Seems to produce most of the time. But that's it. I went longer, more of my time. But man. Thanks, Randy, Randy, Raider Greg, for all you do here on this podcast. I just feel like I've been uh, been beat up, but uh, hey, got two more games: Eagles, Chargers. If I can get those wins. We'll see what happens. Alrighty, I'm out. Raider Red, Southern Illinois, and I'm gone. Raider Nation four life.
1: Oh, bro, don't. You know, (laughs) it's time to let the emotion out. We ain't winning jack. We ain't going to no playoffs. Nothing going to happen. Just take a deep breath. In, out, in, out, sigh. That's it. You're over. Let it go. Because the Raiders themselves, you could look at these penalties. 14 penalties. That's an undisciplined team, man. You know, Marshawn Lynch, $24,000 fine. That's an undisciplined team. You know, a tackle in the back when you've got to run back for a touchdown. That is an undisciplined team. We have no, Del Rio has no control over this team. There's no fear. You know, I've said it before. If Parcells was running this thing, this crap would be, we'd get four, three, maybe penalties. And those people who made them would suffer. Trust me. Those days are over, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they got to treat these guys with kid gloves and, you know, I don't know. I, massage their egos. But you got to find a better guy to do it than what we have. And that's the truth. An undisciplined team looks just like this. <laughs> Love my Raiders. And I'm going to watch them too and hope they do better next year. Love the call, bro. Thank you. And our next caller from South Carolina, it's the Chucktown Town Raider. He's in the house. What's up, brother? Hey Raider Greg. Hey Raider
10: Randy. This is the Chuck Town Raider from South Carolina. Just wanna call y'all and say, uh, wow. That's the kind of football I want to see. I don't care that we got a we get a loss, uh uh yeah, some of the play that we had was sloppy and ugly, but I'm telling you what. You can honestly say that the team went out there and they put it all out. Man, <laughs> they didn't keep anything hidden or or, uh, or chopping their step. They were going for the gusto, uh, car with a big run, and then at, at the end, trying to trying to save the day with the the Super Bowl uh, style. Uh, touchdown over the pylon fail with the fumble through the end zone for a touchback. What, what can you say, man? Um, that's the kind of football I love to see and I love to see my team play that way. I know there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of my brothers and sisters in the nation that are not happy with the outcome, but uh, you know what? That's in the season, man. <laughs> I haven't seen them play decent football since week two, you know? Um, I'm really happy that they just went out there and they really, really played. And that's all I've got to say about that to quote you,
1: Eric, and, uh, I'm out. You know, I totally agree with what you say. I think we all do. Um, (laughs) you have to laugh. I love the fact that you're laughing too, because, uh. This was one of those games that just got away, but you know, it was exciting to watch. It was it was good. They played well. I mean there were some hiccups in the road, but we could have won this game. We should have won it. Um just you know, we were just undisciplined at the wrong time, which is what has shot us in the foot for many years. And it's that uh like I said, undisciplined team again, um, that has poor coaching, and here we go. I hope we don't waste the career of Derek Carr uh and i don't know if amari cooper will ever recover um from this coaching debacle but who knows we have next year watch the rest of these games and enjoy them that's what i'm gonna do if they look like buffoons then i'm gonna you know mow the lawn (laughs) come back and see what's happening but uh now man it's uh it's a sad season after last year man we had such great hopes but onward and upward bro love the call And next, from the great white north of Bellingham, Washington, it's the 360 Raider. What's happening, bro?
4: Merry Christmas, Raider Nation. It's the 360 Raider. Check it in from the great white north of Bellingham, Washington. Wow. Wow. What a uh well last two weeks this team has had, huh? Um the Chiefs game, don't be fooled, it was not as close as it was. Uh they had us they had us backs up against the wall for you know three quarters of the game and then we finally uh you know, limped in the last part. And then uh become the last night's game. And uh just the comedy of errors that ensued within the last uh, within the last two minutes of the game. You've got these refs. First off, using a piece of paper to measure a first down. Like what the hell is that? Uh, so that was a bad call. That that should have been that should have been first down Raiders uh, going the other way. But um, you know we get the ball back. And on a fourth down, we go for it. And, uh, crab trees interfered. Things are looking great. Uh, we're, we're looking like we're going to win this thing. And then the comedy of errors that ensued after that. Um, I don't know what happens. I don't know. Things just get really strange after dark in Oakland. Um, you remember earlier in the year we had a very strange ending uh, when we were on prime time when the uh, Chiefs rolled into town and we had like six tries, uh, you know, after the clock expired to, to win the game. But we did win. We weren't going to be so lucky tonight. <laughs> we did uh, our car, rather than – Running the ball out at the one-yard line, getting a new set of downs with about 30 seconds left. Tried to extend for the uh, touchdown on, on on the run, and then uh, fumbled the ball in the end zone and rolled out. Touchback. It's going the other way. Dallas wins the game. That's just been the story of the Raiders this year, man. They've been like, uh, remember growing up watching Charlie Brown? And every time, you know, he went to kick the ball off, Lucy would uh pull the ball, he would try to kick it and then fall the flat on his back. Well that's pretty much how the this season for the Raiders has been, man. Every time we've tried to we tried to make a big comeback, win, whatever the case is, we fell flat on our backs. We got two left to go. Getting to five hundred would be just the uh, icing on the cake this year. Uh, I think Dowling's got to go. Uh, I don't like this guy's play calling. I don't like the the offense this guy this guy runs. Uh, it's very obvious this team took a step back. Uh, you know, Ken Norton getting canned. Uh, I thought Norton had to go. You know, well before he went. Uh, but you know, this one's on. Uh, this one's just a, a bunch of comedy of errors last night. But uh, I still think some coaches got to go. I I think that there is a coach out there that'll that'll play to that'll play and coach to Derek's full potential. Uh, you know, Crabtree, Roberts, Cooper. Uh, Look, these receivers got to—they got to learn how to not drop the ball. Um, these guys need to learn how to catch the freaking ball and uh, bring it in and go with it. A lot of drop balls this year. Uh, it was def- this was definitely a different team this year than, than what we had last year. That when we won twelve games, but uh, I imagine that you know it's going to be a little uncomfortable. In the off season, got two weeks to go. I think some heads are gonna roll, but um, you know, this is still my team, still my squad. Love the team, but we got to pick it up, man. If we wanna, if we wanna win while we're still in Oakland, uh, we definitely got to step it up. So with that, I've gone in a long time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off. Merry Christmas they Raider Randy, the entire Raider Nation, 360
1: Raider, and I'm out. Yeah, bro, you call it like, well, many callers have said the same thing. The, you know, the, the team has no structure. It's like um, they shoot themselves in the foot in critical times. It, this is not the first rodeo we've seen this happen in. So, yeah, you know, I'm tired of the undisciplined team. We need more than one coach. We need a staff. We need someone to come in here and shake it up. Someone with an iron fist. You know, Gruden, he didn't put up with any garbage. You know, he was very firm with the players. Uh, someone that is not, you know, Del Rio, too much of a raw, raw coach. We need a coach that gets a clipboard and says, oh, no, we're not going to run that play. We're going to run this play. That's the coach I want. Appreciate the call again, brother. I love this caller. Our next caller is the Prez. That's what I'm going to call him. The Raider Prez is in the house. What is up, my brother?
4: Raider Greg. Raider Randy. Great nation, first and foremost. Little oh, sweet Pretty happy Merry Christmas. But let's get on to the business, shall we? We know fully darn real that we were just screwed, man. I mean, um, what we just saw and witnessed is just terrible, a debacle, a real kick to the you-know-what. Al Davis is pretty, pretty much standing in his grave, if not ready to burst out. now. The Tuck rule was one thing, but this is just damn ridiculous, Uh index card. The guy knew he screwed us, and to sit here and watch this on TV in front of everybody and everybody to see it, it's just a blatant, hey, F the Raiders, man. We can do whatever we want to do to you guys. We're going to keep doing it to you. I really you know, don't want to get too over my head with this because I know it's the curse of Brown. We already know he pissed some folks off. And it was also written in the in book that I read that they vowed to forever punish Al for what he did, you know, for being, you know, the bad guy to the league and everything. They're going to continue to keep screwing us. Unless we win, you can just look for stuff like that. Unless we win, we'll const- constantly keep getting screws. There is no going to be no marginal errors or just to get by. In other words, Three in inches, or four in inches, and hope for the mercy of the referees? Are you kidding me? I already knew it. Same thing goes for the Tuck Rule back then and there. You win. That's the only way you're gonna beat those. Those uh, I want to curse so bad, I can't even do it because I don't. I want this mess to be heard. The only way the Raiders are gonna win is to win. You're not gonna get mercy from the refs in the league. Just take a look, at we have one of the best middle linebackers. Even though he screwed up, he's paid his price. He's sitting out for two damn seasons, and yet everybody else is playing. That's a that's the indication right there. Brady and all the kind of games they do when they get away with murder, and they back. And then Ezekiel come back and play. A suspension is a suspension. And then, like, oh, okay, well, you know, just so we won't make it seem like we're being unfair, uh, we're going to take them back out. we put them back in later. So you get I'm saying. And it just sickens me. It just really, really sickens me. I mean, it was tough, man. I mean, I'm just like, whatever. Now, as for car, what he did, you know, he tried to be the hero. And we'd be seeing the different if he made that touchdown. Unfortunately, he didn't. So I'm not going to just, you know, jump on him bad. Because after looking at it, first I was I was really upset at him. I called him. all kind of idiots and blah blah blah. But he tried to do the noble thing and win one for the team. And the ball home, and I'm pretty sure Oakland would have been electric, man. I just hate that we came up short against my most hated team. I hate the cowgirls with a passion. They do not deserve to be called cowboys. I call them cowgirls. I can't stand that team, man. I can't stand their fans. And oh man, they were just parading on Facebook you know, the little funny memories and stuff like that, and their little smart remarks, remarks, and I just had to get off. And then we're not even going to talk about going to work. I know this is a little bit out of character for the prayers. Usually the prayers is always happy, you know, and having upbeat, positive messages and stuff like that, though. But the last two have been somber at best, and I've also been, you know, kind of like, you know, just in bad spirits and everything this season because we expected so much more, and we deserve more. Now. um there need to be some trades and firing, and I am for one for putting Amari Cooper, but on the draft, he should be gone. I'm done with him. You don't have what it takes. You know, if you're not gonna, you are not going to you gonna go there and play. You know, like like a sister. Yeah, you got hurt, but I'm talking about the rest of the season. And uh, also, that's kind of that's blame to go around for all of them. I'm not gonna just pick on Amari Cookies. I'm gonna point all of them out. Carr, if I were you, my man. You know, uh, let's just be real, bro. <clears throat> $125 million a lot of money. When you make that kind of money, you don't get passes, brother. You don't get passes for excuses, and you don't get very many sympathies and everything. People expect you to do one thing, and that is to win. Win. We don't want to hear excuses. Yeah, you got banged up, but guess what? You don't. you got to find a way. You need to eat some confidence for, brother, because you've been playing scared like something's wrong. Maybe you're hurt. And if that's the case, maybe you should have not been selfish and just sat down and let somebody else play, and then it's understanding, understand it. And we can take that, you know, um, situation for the team, because, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll star us down, and he's healing and everything. But if you lost your confidence and your will to win, my man, you need to do like on Rocky, get the eye of of Tiger, man, and come on back. Because next season, though, I'm not going through this again. You're not going to get a pass from me, man. And I don't want to – Though, call Money man Mike though but you're about to get ready to prove him right bro now I've been long and I'm about to grin it off and I'm sorry for it being long happy holidays to you Ray Greg and Ray Randy Ray to Randy I'm sorry that that happened to you with the um, system I'm glad you got it back and Ray Greg I'm glad you're back no um, it strong. God bless you all and um, thank you again Ray to Nation may we have a prosperous 2018 season because 2017 is over this is the
1: prayers and I'm out. Whoa, brother. <laughs> you invoke not only Al Davis, but you invoke Money Man Has Spoken. <laughs> Ooh, Derek Carr. He's feeling the sting from Money Man. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you are always positive. I've said that before on a show. I love the contributions, brother. love the calls. Hey, just say it like it is. That's all we expect here. Um, everyone's got an opinion, and whether it's up or, be- or down, it doesn't matter. We all know we saw the game. You know, Derek played how he could play. Now, I think we should trade Cooper. I think we should trade him uh, as soon as he gets healthy. Uh, I think we should trade him for something. A draft pick, a couple players, or both, which I think should be better. Well, think, I think we should trade him. We're going to find a better wide receiver. In round six, I think. Uh, He's not making it. I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think his head is in it. Um, He just don't play like a a football player to me. So the rest of the team, the coaching staff, and everything else is what it is, man. Uh, God bless you and your family, too. I'm going to say this all at the end of the show, of course. But um, appreciate you, man. Appreciate your call. Don't be down that you're down. Because everybody's kind of frustrated, bro. Thanks thanks for the call, man. Wow. This caller is my very good brother. Long time haven't heard his, his voice. This is Raider Mike. um, <laughs> My very good brother. Been going to tailgates for years with this young man. What is happening, my brother?
11: Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike. Hey, I haven't called in a very long time. Um, won't be calling in too much more in the future. I'm sure that uh, the show is uh, going to be uh, in limbo when the Raiders move. So having said all that, um, I just want to thank you, Raider Greg, and, uh, and Randy for all the tremendous hard work that goes into this show uh nobody here listening right now really truly knows what that takes because uh the way randy does it it's it's pretty top-notch it's a lot it's a lot deeper than you think and um you know uh some people do that kind of stuff for a living so the fact you guys do it in your free time as a hobby and your passion to spread the word for the Raiders uh, truly means a lot to me. And I just want to thank you because uh, I'm a very grateful person. And I'm very grateful for uh, for both of you um, as podcasters and as personal friends. Um, but anyway, having said all that, moving on to the Raiders because I'm running out of time. i like got about 15 seconds, but uh, basically that game um, against the um cowgirls uh was a travesty it it was like a um a tragedy in in shakespeare um it was it was just it was terrible the referees are terrible um the fact that this game uh that's worth billions of dollars by the way a billion dollar industry um has state-of-the-art technology uh and the best equipment, regulated equipment, on the field, which is the chain gang, Uh, and they're, by the way, probably the most accurate part of the game. If you watch them at the games, they they are almost 100% accurate all the time. Rarely ever, they probably are ever off. Uh, The chain gang is pretty damn good. And the fact that 10 yards is no longer measured by the chain, it's measured by a fucking piece of paper, dude is so beyond me. Um, and then the smirk from the rest. I mean, that's just validation that we're all suckers watching this game, man. I mean, there's fine print on the back of that ticket that you buy to go to the game. You read the Willy Wonka fine print. You know what it says? It basically says you're a spectator, dude. They They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me. And you know what? The fucking Raiders moving to Vegas. That's cool.
4: It's business.
11: And that basically, as from a business standpoint, they're just telling me they don't fucking need me as a fan anymore.
4: They don't need me as a
11: fan anymore, man. So fuck them. I don't need them. I don't fucking, I'm not giving them a fucking penny of my money ever again. I'm not going to support a league <clears throat> That's a fraud, and is no different from the WWE. So, um, it, it, this is just a fucking travesty. Um, I, I don't think that I'll be back next year. I, I think that I'm gonna sit out next year and just let them go away for the next two years. I, I really don't give a shit. Uh, I'll always watch the Raiders, dude. I'm gonna be always gonna be a fan. So let's, let's let's get that clear. I'm always gonna be a Raider fan i always watch them on TV. It's just, they don't fucking need me in person anymore. They don't need my voice. They don't need my uh, home field advantage. And, and you know, and that, that, that's that's all there is to it. So, if they don't need me, fuck, why am I spending a fucking dollar on it, dude? I don't need to. And plus, dude, I got so much fucking Raider gear, dude. I don't need to fucking buy another fucking shred of fucking thread from them ever fucking again. So anyway i'm way overboard i i'm gonna cut it off i'm almost about five minutes and i apologize to all the other callers taking your time because i know i'm sure a lot of you got a lot of important things to say but anyway love you guys go raiders i hope uh we can at least you know win another game to make us feel good and have unicorns and rainbows but um if they don't whatever um but yeah, I, I think I'm done, man. No more no more uh, dollars being spent towards the Raiders. The, the money gets cut off. The purse is cut off from the Raiders. They got plenty of money, man. They got enough money to build their own damn stadium and move. So, uh, no, no point in wasting my time on them. They don't need me no more. They don't need you anymore. Just let you, I'm just letting all you Raider fans out there know. They don't fucking need you, all right? Don't even fucking show up to the game. They don't even fucking need you. They're going to fill the seat, dude a 10-fucking-level, $2 billion stadium. Uh, they're going to
1: fill every seat. Base. Now, for those of you who don't know my good friend, Raider Mike, he is a very passionate, and he lets you know exactly what's happening right now and with the plethora of F-Bombs. <laughs> the virtual bombardment of F-Bombs, which you know is not my thing anymore. But I had to let him in. This is my buddy Mike. And this is how he is. This is the passion he has. And I have to tell you that I agree. <laughs> and that's why um I'm not going to games anymore. I refuse to give I mean, Mark Davis and and, uh, the NFL, another dollar of my hard-earned money. My entertainment dollar now is going elsewhere. And let me be very clear here. Let's not be walking around with blinders on. If you're in Vegas, and you can hear me, or if you're not in Vegas, I know because I was there. They're being bombarded daily with Raider stuff raider this raider that it's in the news there's raider this there's there's all kinds of things raiders going down in las vegas they are they are seeding the city for the future of their team i love the raiders man they're my team i watch them forever i hope they win another super bowl soon don't get me wrong but personally I've invested, and so has Mike, and so are many, many, many fans, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm not joking when I say those numbers, because it's, it costs some money. Uh, and God, you know, God's been, been very good to our family and, and enabled me to be able to go to these games. But they've received enough money uh, for me as a fan. Um And I am tired of, I'm not going to support the move to the new stadium in this last couple years here. You know, they're not investing here. They're investing there. So I'm not going to invest here because it's going to go there. And that's basically how it is. I understand Mike's passion and feelings 150%. Always be Raider Nation, but I ain't going anymore because I ain't paying anymore. Great call, Mike. I love you, bro. You're a good dude. Uh, Congratulations on your wedding and your family. You're doing great. Uh, You've come a long way, bro. And our last caller, last but not least, it's Nebraska Raider. Uh, He went to the game in Kansas City. (laughs) He's going to tell you about it.
4: Hey, 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 Red Greg, Red Randy. This is Nebraska Raider, man. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't call in uh, last week after the Chiefs game that I was down there with. I was down there with my girlfriend and my mom and went down to the game. Beautiful, beautiful day. Raider Nation was deep in Kansas City, man. I'm telling you, it was freaking deep. Unfortunately, we didn't come out with the win. Um, you know, uh, there's going to be some definite changes in the offseason. I think uh, Del Rio is going to be sticking around, but uh, Downing's out. Uh, Pagano will be sticking around, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely need some, uh, definitely need a freaking offensive coordinator in here. You know, I hated Musgrave. I absolutely hated him. I called in multiple times when he was our offensive coordinator the past two seasons. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he needed to go, but Downing's not the answer. Obviously I'm just, I'm just regurgitating all the, all the crap that, you know, everybody else is saying too, but I mean, it's, it's obvious stuff. So, um, Uh, The game was good, man. Wish, wish, wish you guys could have been down there. Beautiful day, tailgated, uh, burgers, brats, all all that good stuff. You know how it is, done, Casey. But uh, the Raider Nation made it, made it happen down there. And you know what? The game's a bonus. The uh, experience, as you know, out there in Oakland, experience is what it's all about. It's all about the tailgating, the camaraderie, and everything with the fans. But uh, so that's the KC game. Now let me move on to this. I want to. Uh, uh, well, were we going against the cowgirls or were we going against refs and Skeletor, whatever frick his face is? You know what I wanted to say, F-U-C-K. But uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm rewatching the game right now, man. And oh my goodness, the frickin' refs just bent us over and you know what? Just pounded away <laughs> left and right. And, oh my. I, I hate to even mention it because I know everybody else is. But the freaking piece of paper, now they're pulling paper out of their ass to screw us over. So they're finding new ways to screw the Raiders over and 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 over, and over again. It's, oh, man, I, I tell you what. If I wasn't, and I'm, I'm sure most of the Raider Nation can agree with this, if I wasn't so passionate about my team, I, I'd be done with the NFL. Because with all the drama and all the side crap that goes on, then you break out a freaking piece of paper to put between the the the, the, the sticks and the freaking tip of the ball, and it's not even touching. What? Where what, what is that in the freaking rule book? Really? <laughs> oh my goodness! It's ridiculous. It's like a freaking it's like Young and the Restless, freaking TV drama bullshit, man. Ugh. But. Oh man! Oh, I I hope you guys had a good time down at down at the tailgate. I know I had a couple buddies here from Omaha, Nebraska, fly out there for the game. So besides the outcome of the game, I hope they had a good time. Hope you guys had a good time. I know it was the uh, I know it was the last game of the season for Oakland fans out there. So I hope you guys got to see every everybody that you know and love and whatnot, and, uh, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know what's going on with the season, bro. <laughs> it is, it is something ridiculous compared to last year. I know we had a lot of close games last year, but we pulled them out this year. It's just like, well, we know what it is, you know, to play calling all that, all that type of bullshit, too, so, but, I don't know. I, I just, I know I haven't called in, like, the past two weeks or so. But uh, you know it's hard calling in when you're pissed off, so figured call in. Hopefully, I can get on Randy and Greg, and uh, I appreciate what you guys do. And honest to God, man, uh, I, I know you said that you're not uh, renewing your season tickets, which I don't blame you. But um, you know, hopefully, you can muster up uh, muster up the time and the willpower to keep keep the uh, keep the Raider Nation podcast going, man, because. You got the love, brothers. You got the love from all over the world. So, uh, props out to the Raider Nation for representing down in KC. Props to the Raider Nation for just being you, man. So, this is uh you know what? Let's it's one out these last two games. See where that leads us. So, all right, man. I, I, I done spoke my piece. Love you guys. One love, Raider Nation. I'm out.
1: Well, I know those games at Sparrowhead are fun. I know you had a great time. It would have been great if our team came. But uh, nonetheless, it's always good there. And it's a lot of fun. And I would go every game, no matter what we're doing, because it's a blast. And on another note, the last game of the season. I'm glad you brought that out, bro. I got to say that it's funny the last game of the season, it's like you're saying goodbye to family and you're traveling on a very long trip. Because you don't see these people until the next season starts. Everybody has their summers. There's regular events here and there if you go. I mean, football's not happening. There's nothing happening, really. There's things here and there. But, you know, it doesn't really start to turn on until the draft. But um, then you see your your friends and family, really. Again, the next year. That's what I'll miss most about uh, not going to the games. I will miss every single person um, that I have seen, met, talked to. There are some absolutely stellar individuals in the Raider Nation that go to these games, and I'm going to miss them way more than I'm going to miss the Raiders when they leave. I'm going to miss the party, the fun, the great interaction with fans from all over the world. It's going to be insane. I'm going to miss every bit of it, and so is Randy. I appreciate the call, brother. I appreciate your input, uh, being someone who was actually there at Sparrowhead (laughs) when we didn't show up as a team. Okay, Raider Nation, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. I appreciate you listening, as Randy does. Have a very Merry Christmas. God bless every single one of you. Uh, Whatever the Raiders do is what they're going to do. Let's hope they're smart. In the next two games, and stop winning so that we have better trap picks. <laughs> That's where my head is. Uh, but then again, depends on who's picking those players. I am Raider Greg, and I am. out.